You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Merry many Monday chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Toge. And I'm Mr. A to Z, Jordan. Oh, wow. Well, I can't believe it. it. It's honestly such a good energy. To start with something I have absolutely no idea. And neither do you, Jordan, if we're being honest. Like, we don't <laughs> sure. know what's happening. Sure. Um, we'll get to Book of Boba Fett in a little bit. But before we do that, that was my speaking of not knowing what's happening. Yeah, that's um, great. Mm, yeah. There's a handful of announcements here. We got to go into the news. It's the news time. Some of it good, some of it sad. Uh, but we'll start with, we're getting some new trailers. And mm-hmm. I kind of forget that starts to happen this time of year, I can't tell the difference between, because it used to be like, okay, we talked about this the other day, and I think Doge or Jordan was surprised or upset that we were sitting down to watch, I believe, Spider-Man No Way Home, and there was no single new thing to see. It was me, I had seen every trailer. And that feels like the product of, now, granted, MCU did give us the Multiverse of Madness trailer first in theaters. There's a new trailer, yeah. Which would only go live the next day, right? So some people sure. could have still seen it before it was, you know, a mid credit scene. So it feels like we get all these new things streaming. Like it's like going to be live on YouTube or it's going to be live on something that we're seeing for the first time. And it's sometimes I'm getting more hype about television shows than, no, for sure. than, than movies. And so we did get our first Lord of the, the, so the Amazon Lord of the Rings, which we've been talking about for, it feels like almost a decade, yeah. which it's fine if they're spending that much time on it. They're definitely spending a lot of money on it. This was our billion dollar Bezos investment was to hope to have that next Game of Thrones. It's expected yeah. September 2nd, 2022. We have the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. And I don't remember it being called the Rings of Power. That, I was, think also that was the our, title review. Our reveal. drop was, yes, yeah. was also the reveal, which does harken us back to Fellowship of the Ring, 
Galadriel maybe possibly talking about when those were first dispersed into sure. Middle Earth, which is fun. That gives us, you know, nine houses to look at, uh, all in elves, men, uh, dwarves, all that stuff. So I yeah. think one of the things I like the most about this is that it was a, a legitimate teaser. Like this is, I can't yeah. remember the last time we got like a, we call everything a teaser trailer, but this was, I have no idea. It didn't really give us much at all, but I, I might've been reading about this. It didn't seem like any of it was CGI either. It, yeah, it's all practical. Which if that's if that's also a teaser as to what our approach to this show was, which again, a billion dollars means maybe not completely yeah. uh, non-CGI'd, but it feels very much at the heart of what made that original trilogy so wonderful for us is Weta Workshop. I remember watching hours and yeah. hours on the extended DVD cuts of how they kept things practical. You know, we're talking about yep. Batman Returns tomorrow as being one of the last movies to use practical, a majority of practical effects and sets and things before we got really into a new age of Hollywood, uh, Jurassic Park, all these timeless movies that were just practical effects. And so I really hope that's what they do. What is y'all's opinion on that teaser? There's not much to have, but what's y'all's opinion on that uh, power? I, I honestly don't care about this show. Mm. <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, big, a big Tolkien boy. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I just can't find it within me to be excited about this show. And I think that's probably a wave of cynicism in the wake of the crash and burn of Game of Thrones mm -hmm. and being disappointed in a lot of genre television. Sure. Mm -hmm. Just overall. Like, I mean, I feel like genre television, we'd categorize things like The Walking Dead in there, things like Game of Thrones, things like The Expanse, like this, like... yeah kind of way more genre specific than just like a Breaking Bad, you know, or a Mr. Robot or something that's just right. your regular network, like drama show. And I feel like more often than not, those types of shows end up just trying to one-up spectacle over and over and over and over again and fully jump the shark uh, and, and become something that I'm not interested in. I don't know. I don't want to be that broken yeah. and that cynical. I mean, you have yeah. every right to be. And it's, you know, again we'll spend some time on this episode, not much, you're welcome, Chunkies, about the book of Boba Fett, which is sure. the television show that we're going through right now, but it is this fatigue of like, I mean, there's there's something about enjoying the things you didn't ask for and then saying on the opposite end on, on other situations of like, well, I, nobody asked for that. <laughs> it's like you're saying the yeah. same thing, but meaning two completely different things. But I think I'm I'm still excited for it. I tend to be, I, I tend to lean optimistic. I'm, excited at how much time is being spent on it right now. Uh, it seems like there is like legitimate thought being put into it. I think Lord of the Rings might get some more help. That world might get some more help in terms of, uh, as long as we stay close to the original world builder, the person who wrote that stuff, yeah. I think I think we're not going to just bomb it. Um, but at the same time, genre TV, specifically streaming exclusive genre TV, sort of follows the mold set by Game of Thrones of like, we're elves, so it's time to lay down and do some Wii Sports to each other over and over again in the show, like in Game of Thrones. And yeah. it just doesn't, there's so much, the fact that the studio is constantly pushing it as, hey, it's the next Game of Thrones. Hey, it's the next Game of Thrones. Hey, it's the next Game of Thrones. When Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones are textually very different and the worlds are very different, mm -hmm. it does worry me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a marketing ploy. It feels yeah. like a very Bezos move. 2022 yeah. is the year that I choose to be excited about the things that I want to be excited about mm. and let them prove me wrong. Lean in, man. 
And now, Love that for you. in order for that to happen, I am going to have to lie to myself and those around me roughly 65% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Because my natural reaction with almost anything that I am excited about is the moment any information comes out to go, well, that's going to suck. And I have to fight that. You know, there's two mm-hmm. wolves inside of every man. Hmm. And do you, you know, should go to the hospital. Do you know which one wins <laughs> the fight? Hmm. The which one? one that's excited about Lord of the Rings. Ah, there you go. Maybe yeah, I can't else. remember when the last time being excited about Lord of the Rings backfired on me. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> tune in or Peter, tune back. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's The Battle of Fine That sounded Annies. like the Beatles were talking about Peter Jackson there, Carter. Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My bad. It's more Liverpool. Um, another trailer that came out was Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it looks it looks great. I do want to say first, before we go into that, Moonlight, Moon Knight sorry, did lose an actor, a, a very young actor. Yeah. Um, and I really want to be able to pronounce his name correctly. He's French. Um, it is Gaspard Uliel. It's U L L I E L, and I should have looked up on how to pronounce that I didn't hear about name. this. Lose fired or lose? Did he pass? He died. He died no. in a ski accident, <clears throat> and yeah. so he was the fourth build actor on the show. Uh, and my guess is season one is near wrap. We've got you know it's it's airing March thirtieth, the end of March. Six episodes. I think they're done. But I don't know uh, if, yeah, uh, the it's inconvenient regardless to this. I mean, it's sad. It's sorrowful to the friends and family of this young, young, I think it was 37 years old actor yeah. um, that had a lot of promise, had done a ton of stuff in France, and was this was kind of his bursting onto the scene uh, wow. opportunity in Hollywood. But yeah, super sad. The, the, the trailer itself looks like maybe the darkest thing we'll get. Yeah. Uh, and it Oscar Isaac interesting. is just—he's Isaacing everywhere. I mean, surprise, he's, guys! Oscar Isaac is great. He's but so, so good. is Ethan Hawke, and yeah. Ethan Hawke. I mean, there, there's definitely a lot to be excited about this show. And I love these situations to where I know nothing about it. It's one thing to be like walk into Hawkeye and not really know much about the plot, and y'all be able to reference, you know, comics and stuff, and tell me a little bit more about Kate Bishop. But I know nothing. About Moon Knight. I know and very I think little. I'm fine to keep it that way. I know very little. I'm fine to keep it that way. Are y'all pretty excited for it? Is it a yes or pass? Is it a I, yes. Yeah, it's Big a yes, yes for me. I'm excited yeah. about that. Okay. Huge. And, and um, it, it just, like I said, the trailer just looks awesome. Like, it just looks cool. The vibe looks good. Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac is Oscar Isaac. I mean, I think it's going to be um, really fun and very interesting. This is the first Marvel show that's introducing and focusing on a completely new character who's not appeared in the movies before. Uh, I mean, unless you're counting things like Kate Bishop or... I'm counting like as the protagonist. As the, yeah, no. The, the face of the show is somebody who's never been in the movies before. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... I love cool. that. Do we, a, have, do we have a TV rating on that yet? I'm not seeing a anything. A TV rating? We're getting... We're getting like three. Is it oh. three shows this year that are all brand new in their show? Because as of Moon right Knight, now, Miss Marvel Hulk and She-Hulk are both slated to come out this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Something that's... Not as fun. Let's go ahead and take our time. It feels like we're like, if y'all ever have a meal and you know, it's, this would have happened more when you didn't get to make decisions yourself and you were told mm-hmm. whatever it was, the broccoli. Yesterday. Kind of, yeah. 
the last side that you know you need. Callie to eat, makes you she, eat your broccoli. Do you do you rude. eat the worst first, or do yes. you? Yes, I yes. do too. And so maybe Gotta we should have talked about day. maybe we should have talked yeah. about the book of Boba Fett first. <laughs> but um, I I have many thoughts. This was episode four of the book of Boba Fett, and I really don't know what to do. This is the most discouraged I think that I've ever been in the Star Wars universe. And ever? Well, welcome. Ooh. I think so. I think fortunately, though, is I've been, um, have been keeping this seat warm warm for you since about twenty seventeen. So <laughs> I think fortunately for me, um, this is going to be enough outside of any other story that they could tell, and it's kind of like history to this point. It's like the past um, that it might not have massive effect on how I would feel about Mandalorian season three or Ahsoka or Obi Wan. But there's something that's happening. And I was listening to a podcast called The Ringerverse. If you haven't listened to that, it's a ton of fun. And they they dive into all the good superhero stuff. And so they had an episode about this episode of The Book of Beaufet. And one of them made a really great point. And they both agreed that Phantom, the Phantom Menace sucked. I'm glad you brought up Phantom Menace. Um, that it was awful. But there was something about, and it, that's the thing that hit me perfectly. Remember, I bought the poster for Phantom Menace. Sure. You love it. Yeah. Um, is because there was still time left. Like there was still so much time. This was the only the fourth thing we ever got. Like it was the fourth Star Wars movie. There were no shows yet or anything. It was the fourth installment into our cinematic Star Wars experience. So there's still so much room for wonder is what they said on this podcast. There's so much room to be like, wow, look at that. You know, like the droids that come out and create shields for themselves and they roll up and do these things. You're like, wow, wow, that's so awesome. There's, I think this is what our Vespa crew was doing in episode three. I think this is what, like, why are we spending so much time there's no room left for wonder to me. They're like, there's no more room. We're getting so in the weeds about the past of Boba Fett and every little thing. How did how did Finnick fix her wound? How did like all these kinds of things that it feels like we have no space for just like being able to have water cooler talk on what could possibly happen. Having theories for possibly what could happen. This proves to me that the phrase more Star Wars is good Star Wars is wrong because this feels so this unnecessary. Well, but you know, there there have been discussions about like I think I've even said like give me more because scattershot ups the chance of one being a hit, you know. But I, 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 I when something it's the same thing. It's Black Widow. This is Black Widow. Even if it was pretty good, which it, it, I don't think it is. This one, not Black Widow. Even if it was pretty good, I don't care. Yeah, it's too little, too late. I don't care. Do you guys think this was a a, a lateral move or upward or downward from last week? Boba Fett and the cyberpunk Vespa kids. Uh, the IMDb rating would say it was a trend upward, but to me, this is just the same episode again. Quality. It felt like a trend. It felt like a trend upward to me. I noticed that Rodriguez was not directing this episode. Mm. Yeah, like it. It felt like it actually had pacing. I. I mean, we've said before that the past Boba's past is so much more interesting than Boba's present. I His back to tank dreams are much better. And so I'm super bummed that those appear to be over now that he's completely healed. That sucks. That was the only thing I cared about in this show. I don't yeah. know if I've thrown, I don't know if I've just thrown in the towel on Book of Boba Fett, uh, but this, this was a lateral move. I couldn't wait for this episode to end. Like I hit yeah. play on this because we had to record this. Yeah. Once, once Boba got his ship back, I stopped caring. His ship that they keep intentionally not saying the name of because it's not super great. 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to call your ship Slave One, that's fine. That's probably an okay decision. Oh, I'm not yes. mad about it. I just think it's funny that they're going out of their way to be like, eh, sh- got to get my ship. Got to get the ship. Got to go. Well, the, he never, like him and Django both never call it Slave One in the movie. Really? As far as I can remember. I don't think that it's ever been referred to as Slave One on screen. The fact that they went out of the way for Boba to say, I've got to get my fire spray gunship back. Like, why not just my ship? Yeah. Like when we ever, like if we went to the store together, we wouldn't walk out and we'd be like, I gotta go find out where I parked my Subaru Forester. Right. I just I gotta go get my car. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> I, that's fine. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna take us a completely different way because I have to share this and I just thought of it. If if uh, two chunks and a hunk, our full resume, our full library, uh, if you were trying to say like what our energy is, if it was the Infinity Gauntlet, right? It feels like one of the stones of the infinity gauntlet of two chunks is food metaphors. Of course. Uh, we wouldn't bring that up sure. super high on everyone's list, but everyone's like, you know, these are some of the big moments of our podcast. I think I might have come up with one that is yeah, please. Star Wars as a whole, culturally. Okay. But before I do that, I'll need to have a, enough money to share something like that. <laughs> You're out that. of words. Yeah, you got to buy more words. I've got to buy more words. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so. Might I just say, by the way, that was a magnificent tease. If anybody stopped listening yeah, at the ad insane. break, How can you? foolish. Wow. How can you? Just to build I, the anticipation a little bit more, Carter, do you have elbow pads on your shirt? Does it have like me? elbow patches? No, it doesn't. Oh. I guess those are just really beefy calluses. Dang. You got to shave those huh? down, my man. Wow. Maybe Why did are. you think he had elbow pads? It's plain plaid. He raised his arms and I thought I saw like a dark spot where the elbow pads go. Nah. Oh, that might have been my pits. Oh, are you sweating That's right where, now, my boy? Mm. I always, year round. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you, got this, you got those Sarlaccs on full force, huh? <laughs> Gross. Uh and I, I kind of get nervous. I get a little bit of anxiety when I'm trying to do a food metaphor because I do feel like y'all are the food meta lords. Well, we're hungry boys. Mm-hmm. We're hungry boys. Um, I think that Star Wars culturally, if it was a food, is the chicken sandwich. Okay? Like when we're talking about like fast food. People, for the longest time, we were fine with our burgers. We're fine with our tacos. Uh, every now and then we're fine picking up a, a pizza. And then 
Star Wars comes along and you're like, oh, okay. So like we've kind of been sleeping on the chicken sandwich. This is like something I've never really experienced before. Like the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich comes in and completely takes over. There's no one else that's trying that. And then later on, people are like, you know what? That's worked for so long. We have decided we weren't going to really try and touch that. That's like their thing, but let's give it a shot. So that sure. everyone's like, let's try our chicken sandwich. You remember the renaissance of like fast food chicken sandwiches that oh, came yeah. out of nowhere? Chicken sandwich wars. I think we're, I think we're living people, in it. I mean, there's a handful of people out there that would say, uh, you've got your truthers that say Chick-fil-A had the best one. It's still the best one. Why would you change something? Then you've got some that said, I don't know, the little spice that Popeye's added to it is driving me crazy. And sure. there's other people that are like, you know what? KFC's had it around for a while. I know there were more chicken strip people, but you should really give their chicken strip sandwich a chance. There's all these different things, right? The McChicken, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's just because everyone had a chance to give it a shot that I'm still going to have good experiences. They're never going to be the original for me. I'm still going to have these experiences that I might think, you know, there's parts of this that if I could take and put it over here back in the late 70s, might have made something better, but likely not, right? Like coming into Book of Boba Fett, after having the Mandalorian, I'm like, oh, maybe we shouldn't all be trying to take our shot at the chicken sandwich. But if <laughs> if if we don't just open that up to anybody, kind of like how Disney seems to be doing, because we've had a great conversation in our Discord chat where it doesn't seem like Fellini was much a part of this at all. I don't see him credited as... Yeah, having- Dave Filoni is listed as executive producer. But that ultimately doesn't mean much, and it could just be because they're using characters created by Dave, like Fennec Shand and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's like, I I don't know. It just felt like that to me overall is, I I don't know if I would sacrifice saying just stop doing Star Wars and only have the good stuff or the things that I have that I've already been given that I would like to go and have again because I like it being open to keep giving it a shot. There's still something about Star Wars, but how much time do we have? before we're not excited about new Star Wars anymore. Boba Zero. Fett snuck I'm, up on I'm people. out of time. Well, I'm not I think excited about new Boba Star Fett Wars. Boba Fett snuck up on us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, it's so bizarre. And that I think that's the really sad thing about this. And it's, I think it's just, it's the, the script. The script is like so, unbe- the script feels like a bad fan film. Because the script is aware that Boba is cool. I feel like a broken record saying this. Boba, we have no reason to want Boba to be in charge of Tatooine. The only goal that we can track with Boba is I got to get my ship and my armor back. And we saw him do that in Mando season two. Mm -hmm. So I don't care at all about the present here. Right. There's nothing to say that we haven't already said about Boba Fett. I feel like it's really hard to talk about at this point. I do think the musical cue do, at the very end of this episode does hint that Finnick is going to try to hire Din. Yes. Try to hire Mando. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was just the Mando stinger yeah. thing, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But that's, which, I think they thought that was supposed to be something we were excited about. Which does bum me out, though. Because, Carter, yeah. I know you said this is far <laughs> enough removed that it doesn't worry you about Mando season three. If this becomes Mando, I mean, it already is Mando season 2.5, but if it becomes Mando season 3.0 for the last couple of episodes and he's in here mixing it up with all this stuff I don't like, I'm going to be less excited about Mando season three. That's where I'm at. I I love getting your chocolate in my peanut butter, but it feels a little bit like you're putting your jalapenos in my peanut butter. And it's like, I don't know that these work. Now, hang on though. On a burger. On a burger. Well, yeah. I think they would. I think they would on a burger. But if there was if there was some sort of beef patty, cheese sort of 
situation here to compare it to, but this just feels like you're just dumping pickled jalapenos into a jar of peanut butter. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm so good at this. Boba, thank you. Boba I just mold feels over like- mine. I, I put mine in a marinade <laughs> for 20 hours. <laughs> You know, if and you I, just vacuum seal that, you get a deep yeah, marinade in about that 45 idea. minutes. If you sous vide that metaphor, it goes real quick. Gosh, this is so meta right now. Everything <laughs> meta, is It's like, a metaphor. <gasps> you're teaching. It's like a hole inside another hole. I've told you guys that I have a, a dear friend who uh, hates that movie because of that scene. What? That's one of the best scenes. I know. Hates the donut scene? Yes. That's crazy. Get out of he's here. A real, he's a bagel guy, so he's just- That's one of those of things where it's like, do you trust that friend's opinion on many things? I used to anymore. think so. But he's changed dang, dang. ever since the You've donut changed. incident. You've changed. Any more to talk about just this specific episode? I mean, we, I'm just we've more sad. just kind of I'm sad. On. I'm done with it. Like, I'm going to watch it till the end because uh, we have a podcast together where we talk about it. But mm. I think if, I, if we didn't have this podcast, I would probably stop watching it and then wait to see if I heard that it got any better. Yeah. Is there a scenario? Is there a scenario in which the biker gang is not the point of no return? Like, can can the book of Boba Fett, the show, climb out of the Sarlacc pit of bad emotions? Which, which that you biker feel? gang? The the teenagers riding the multicolor Vespas, or the biker gang that they're fighting? The American Graffiti Kids, the Vespa Kids. No, uh, I think it has jumped. It it has jumped the proverbial. Like, is shark that is that the point of no return? That's it. As long as that's in the show, you're not gonna. You can't like it's it. It's not that those are in the show, so it's not like remove those and those are there. It's the fact that. They are emblematic and symptomatic of the problem more than anything. Like, I'm not so offended by their presence that I hate the show. The decision-making that led to putting them in the show has led to a lot of other things in the show. Let's say, let's use the scientific cinema scale. Let's say right now you're at a forget it for the book of Boba Fett. I am. If by the end of this season, even if it's the only season, if by the end Boba is riding a rancor into battle, fighting on top of Rancor? Does it move you at all on the scale? Does it even have you flirting with stream? It depends why. It depends on if there's stakes. It depends on if it looks good. That's clearly Chekhov's Rancor. We're setting that up to pay it off. The problem is that I can picture, uh, this is a tired argument, I can picture old legends, extended universe Boba riding a Rancor into battle, and I can't picture this Boba, but I I can picture Mando doing that. And that's because the Mando show was created <laughs> to give us that archetype back in Star Wars after he was, after Boba's adventures were decanonized. I think that's where I'm at is like, it feels And now like we don't need Boba and Mando. Mandalorian was given to us because it's like, hey, Tamira Morrison's a little too old to do this kind of stuff and Boba's a little played out. We're going to give you this fresh thing that we can write our own story on because it's a blank page. And then they were Everything like, but you Boba's loved about still Boba. cool, so let's bring him back. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't feel as cool. The it's fact weird. that Boba yeah. Fett is the least cool Mandalorian on screen yeah. is a bummer. Yeah. I that is like- that's the thing to me that feels so like that was such a swing and a miss. Like even Boba in Mando season two was awesome. Was wait if they mm. leaned into loved having Boba back. If they leaned into man with no name, Grandpa Boba who doesn't want to fight anymore but has to pull his guns out for one last ride, then this is a yeah. different show. Yeah. Yeah. This would be like if the MCU decided to do a uh, Hawkeye season two without K Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So, like, if they, yeah, I am, if they, I am thinking of a version. Of, now that you've said that, I'm thinking of a Boba Fett. That's a version of the show that's much more like the movie Shane, where like you got to clear the outlaws out of the valley. So think you about this. I mean? Think about this. I was yeah. I was daydreaming about this last night. So night dreaming. 
Well, so dreaming. dreaming. So I was dreaming. <laughs> the, the show is called The Ballad of Boba Fett. And it's a musical. And it, yes. And it is told, the narrative structure is told. <laughs> Before he takes his helmet off, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the, I know he has a microphone. I know you can still hear him clearly. With the framing device of the story is people around a fire on Tatooine. Strangers that have camped together, and somebody's like, "Did you hear about how he died?" Yeah, and then that's one episode, and and kind of an episodic, or even give us three or four. Mm-hmm. Just give us three or four, and the ballad of B- Boba Fett is how he goes out, and he goes out swinging, protecting some village after he swears off of the fighting because he finally got his armor back and he's done. He's out, and then you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Tamira Morrison is clearly he he's he's aged. Yeah. So stop trying to make him. A Power Ranger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just the yep. weird, the <laughs> weird, like, super sanitized Disney approach to it. I feel like that is, I don't know, because I don't, I mean, aside from the biker gang that he shoots with his fire fire spray gunship, has Boba killed anybody in this show? Like, Boba, I don't know, just to go from a bounty hunter, no disintegrations this time, to a guy that, like, constantly has to, like Finnick Shand basically holds his hand through stealing his ship back from Jabba. And I'm not, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Star Wars critics sort of embody a bad archetype of people who would be angry that a woman was helping Boba get his ship back. I trust you guys know I'm not falling into that archetype. But the fact that the, like, the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy has to be like, wait, I I don't know what to do. I can't get my ship back until Mulan helps him. Are you kidding me? Right, yeah. He definitely can get it back. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like they're playing they're playing both sides of like he's Boba, the scariest dude in the planet, but also he's old now and can't do it. But they want to have both. Yeah. Yeah, they can't do it. It's just some of the worst writing I've seen. You're, that's I a good to, point. The fact that Boba Fett is like, what do I do? Help me, Mulan. And it's like, come yeah. on, man. You're Boba Fett, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So in canon, in Star Wars canon, what has Boba Fett done? Look scary in the background, get eaten by the Sarlacc pit get his armor back from the Mandalorian and then also how did he not I mean around he had a Espo? he had a fever dream of Jawas because they stripped him of his armor after he climbed out of the Sarlacc right. pit so why did he go back to the Sarlacc pit right once he had his ship back right it doesn't make much sense no. something that does make sense to me is some kind of attempt to bring our energy back because for those of you that might not know, we record many Mondays and then we record our Tuesday episodes. We're back to back here and I can't have us walking into a returning Batman without having good energy here. Mm-hmm. So here's what I want to do. I want to end today's episode and I'm going to play extra credit with my friends. I want to play extra credit and I want to do it with the Keaton Batman. We are 30 minutes into mini Monday and we're starting extra credit right now. You said you don't keep time on this. So no, <laughs> it's more like 26 and a half. So just chill because you'll probably fly through it. Here's the thing. We're going to play extra credit, and I'm going to keep my promise. If you get any time we play extra credit perfect, we will not play it again for the rest of the year. That's the new incentive. We're going to do extra credit with the Batman Tim Burton verse. I'm going to also let you use Tim Burton. I'm going to let you use uh, Elfman. I'm going to let you use Danny DeVito, Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, Michael Keaton. Do what you wish. Okay. And let's do these two movies. And I need three actors from you. The way this works, because it's our first time to play it this year. The way this works is there's going to be three 
actors that these boys have to guess their top, the most that they can of the top four credits that IMDb's broken algorithm has put for the actor. It's a very hard game. If they get all four credits right for a single actor, they get an extra credit. So they can have 15 points, the kind of thing that would free them from the bonds of ever having to play this again in the year 2022. They only need nine to win. I think another one that might be worth uh, using would be uh, Doug Jones, maybe. I haven't looked ahead, but he plays Thin Clown. Doug Jones is a uh, one of the top monster yeah. actors in Hollywood right now. You've got yeah, we could honestly do pretty good with Doug. You've got Paul um, Rubens, aka Pee Wee, Pee Wee Herman, Penguin Wing One Herman, Penguin Wing One Herman. Um, Michael Keaton feels like yeah, we should try him. Keaton. Yeah, let's start with Michael Keaton. Uh, Batman. I was going to say Birdman. Okay, let's do Birdman. We then. Do both. Yeah, both. Both's good. What? what do you, what do you want to do first? Let's do Birdman first. Feels good. Birdman, lock it in. Birdman, lock it in. Bing, 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 number one. Yeah. All right. Tracks. That's a good movie. Batman. Yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bing, 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 number four. Any chance, Ooh. isn't he in Spotlight? Any chance of Spotlight? Is he in Spotlight? I, th- I think so. I'm, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he heads up the Spotlight division of the Boston Globe. And was like up for an Oscar, maybe even nomin- nominated yeah. and won. I don't remember. Hear me out though. Jack Frost could be a possibility. Yeah, I mean, there's Jack Frost, Mr. Mom, perhaps. Yeah. There's also Spider-Man Homecoming. Michael Keaton. tearing up the charts. Michael Keaton's not, synch- not synchronicity. What is it? Multiplicity. That's not Michael Keaton, is it? It's definitely not in his top four. I'm just asking. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with Spotlight. You want to try it? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let's it. try it. Man, let's I try it. watched that in a long time. Spotlight, Spotlight lock, lock it in. in. Bing, 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 number two. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Already at a yeah. pace to win the game. Could but Batman they make Returns it go away? be there? Batman Returns would then be higher than Batman in his top four. Crazier things have happened. Well, certainly. I kind of feel like it could be Batman Returns if I'm being very real with you. Okay, let's do it. Batman Returns. Batman Returns, lock it in. Lock it in. Bong Bong. The Founder. The movie he did. Oh, the McDonald's The McDonald's one. movie. Is he in multiplicity? You, got three, you could still win. I mean, look. I can't remember if it's him. I haven't watched it since I was a, a wee lad. While Carter looks for that, let's decide who we want to do next. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Top build actor for that movie. Okay. Okay. Mm, DeVito actually would probably be pretty easy. DeVito, Pfeiffer, Walken. I think that it would be... This, I mean Nicholson. This, obviously, I think Devito would be option. this Matilda. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and probably Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, let's do Devito or uh, the one with Arnold. Oh yeah, twin, not twins. The twins? Is it twins? They are twins. Let's try Devito. Let's just try Devito. Yeah, Danny Devito. Danny Devito. Batman returns. Yeah, Batman returns for sure. Lock it in. Lock it in. Bong bong. Wow. <clears throat> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Lock it in. Yeah, lock it in. Bong bong. What? <laughs> wow. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Wait. I, I, it's never sunny on IMDb. I hate this game. I hate this. One so flew over the cuckoo's stupid. nest. Do you want to try cuckoo's nest? Sure. Yeah. It's one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Lock it in. Lock it in. 
Bong bong. Bong so bong. So then I think probably um, probably it's Lock it in. Probably, actually, it's not Hercules. It's probably archival recordings for Disney's Extreme Skateboarding Adventure, the PlayStation game. It's I Kingdom bet Hearts, that's his fourth it's credit. It's Kingdom Hearts 1. It's Kingdom Hearts 1 where it's like, get on the Hydra's back, where he says that like 10,000 times. <laughs> Hercules, Get up on the in. Hydra's back. Hercules, lock it in. Bong, bong. Let's move on to maybe… Bong, bong. <clears throat> Number one, Matilda. Number two, throw mama from the train. Number three, The War of Roses. Number four, L.A. Confidential. Wow. Danny. <laughs> That's <sucked>. Danny. <laughs> do we, I mean, at this point, it's just, do you, what do you want to do? do you just we wanna... can't, it is, it is numerically impossible to win this game. I do want to just, do we want to finish? At I, least do one? I am so far the past the like, let's save face and do a good job when we can't win of this game because we've <laughs> beefed it so hard so many times. You've made People know That's we fine. don't know anything. It's a new year. No, no, no. It's That's a new it. year. Yeah. When we just want to stop, we can stop. When, no, we, just when stop. we lose, we lose. No, let's we can play, just stop. Let's play, Carter, let's play Carter's no, 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 game. No, 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 no. We'll end the I, episode. No, we'll I want to keep going. I don't want to be done. I want to pick... Um, Let's see. Who should we select? Let's do Christopher Walken. Okay. Now you go. <laughs> Could it be that one SNL sketch where he's like, I need more cowbell. Yes. Lock it in. Cowbell sketch. <laughs> cowbell. Lock it in. Bong bong. <laughs> Three guesses left. What's the one where he puts his dad's watch up his butt? My da- my dad's watch is, is it, it Pulp Fiction? A, a, my bo- my bottom is it? How about that one? <laughs> I think it's Pulp Fiction. Is it Pulp Fiction? Sure, that doesn't sound right. Pulp Fiction, lock it in. Pulp Fiction, lock it in. Bong bong for five years. Uh, I've had this watch shoved up my. <laughs> is that Pulp Fiction? I think it is. I think it is right. Yeah. It's easy to remember because it sounds like poop friction. Oh, yeah. And that's which what the would happen would if he had the watch. Two more yeah, guesses see? to try and get four points. <laughs> Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Lock it in, dude. Lock it in. Bong bong. Yeah. One more guess. Dang. I, I honestly can't think of a single Christopher Walken movie right now. Um, Wasn't he the voice of Stuart Little? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Why are y'all spending so much time on this one? You, I want to do yeah. a good job. No, you don't. No, I don't. And that's fine. I would be frustrated. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's, uh, maybe we, maybe we do that rose one from Danny DeVito's. Yeah. Top four. The rose one that Danny DeVito was in. <laughs> Lock what it in. Of the roses. Lock it in. Bong, bong, oh, bong, bong. Man. Valiant so effort. To end today's episode, I want you to give Chris Walken a voiceover acting role from a movie that the world may know and love or a movie that we've seen before and didn't like so much. Is he making it better? Is he making it worse? Just give me a Chris Walken voiceover. I'm Carter, and it's Christopher Walken. And I'm going to, I am I mean, from from one titan to another. Mm. Instead of that decision being Tom Hanks, Chris Walken was Woody. Mm-hmm. Who would mm-hmm. know where we would go if Chris Walken was Woody? But I, it feels fun to me. You are a toy. Uh, I don't have a very good Chris. You Walken. are a toy, Buzz. 
I don't understand. <laughs> he talked so normal in Batman Returns. We'll talk about yeah. it. He just sounded like a no, guy, like a regular guy. No he, no, he doesn't. I'm Doge. And perhaps the most thankless voiceover role in cinematic history would be the voice of E.T. in 1984's E.T., the oh, extraterrestrial. Oh, my so, goodness. I'm just trying to give Chris a little bit more exposure. I feel like Amazing. if he had been E.T., I would have known a movie <laughs> to say in this game. Ouch. Uh, ouch. Elliot. Chris, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't uh, have much. <laughs> be be a, a good... Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't do Chris. <laughs> I can't do him. Only he can do him. I'm Jordan and Christopher Walken as minions now. Mm. Oh, a, a banana. <laughs> banana. <laughs> uh, but boy, my my original. But a tea. <laughs> my original was just going to be Bambi's mom. <laughs> it's the same as E.T. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.